Why are you here? Why are you here? I could ask that question to you a million different ways. Why are you here? What brings you in today? Who brought you? What is it that you're seeking? Are you looking for something? Can I help you with something? Why are you actually here? We hear that question come to Elijah in the first reading. Elijah, what are you doing here? He goes up to the mountain. He's hiding. He encounters the Lord in the soft, still whisper. And we know that we probably hear it on every Catholic retreat ever that we have to listen to the soft, still whisper in our lives and not the big flashy things where we would expect God to show up. In short, he's there. But why are you here? Elijah, why are you on this mountaintop? Why did you come here? Why are you, people of Christ the King, why are you here this morning? Maybe just out of obligation. Maybe you had nothing better to do. Maybe you heard last weekend that we have dozens upon dozens upon dozens of donuts after Mass. Maybe mom or dad or mama or papa or somebody drug you here this morning. But why are you actually here? What does your heart seek? In a way, the same question is asked to St. Peter in the boat this morning when we hear Jesus say, come to me. If you want to walk on the water and you're asking me to call you out of the boat, come. What's bringing you here? Why do you want to come towards me, Peter? Because see, in one way or another, we can find ourselves in the place of Elijah or in the place of St. Peter today. What brings you here? What brings you to this mountaintop experience, if you will? What brings you to the mountain of the altar, the sanctuary, the church, whether you're seated in the church or in the gathering area? What brings you to the mountain to encounter the Lord? Because on one side, it can be out of fear like poor Elijah. He's running for his life. They are chasing after him, and he goes to hide in the, the wilderness, in the mountain. And the Lord says, Elijah, you see me that I'm here. You hear me in the soft, still whisper, but why? Go back. He says, Lord, you know they're trying to kill me over there? You want me to go back? Go back, he says. I'm telling you all these great things that you're going to do, and you think that's going to be because they kill you? Trust me, just go back. It's okay to come and to encounter me and to flee to me to protect yourself. Find your refuge in me, the Lord says, but go back. You can't just stay here. In a very real way, that should be our encounter every time we come to see the Lord at Holy Mass. Come and find your refuge in me. Come and encounter me. I want you to be here. Whether you're hiding from something, you're running from some distress, you know that the Lord is your safeguard. Whether you're just looking for something and you can't name what it is, come to the Lord but realize that you encounter him and he says, I love you and I'm going to give you everything necessary for you to go back out, but you have to go back. You have to go back. Maybe on the other side of it, you feel like Jesus and you've just done all this stuff. This is Matthew's account of what happened after he feeds the 5,000. That had to be a very long day. 5,000 people is not just a small crowd. You see how long communion takes today when we have seven to 800 people here. Imagine 5,000. Jesus is tired. He's been preaching. He's been teaching, doing miracles, multiplying loaves of bread and fish. And so he goes to the mountain to rest, to rest and to pray, to encounter God the Father. Maybe that brings you here, that it's been a long weekend for some of you, moving into dorms or wherever you're going to be living. Maybe you're traveling and just passing through. Whatever the case, the Lord brought you here for a reason. Find your rest here. Find the living God who called you here, who invited you here, and you answered. You showed up. It's okay to be like Jesus and just to go and rest. But notice, he didn't stay on the mountain. He comes back down. 
And he walks toward the disciples, seeing that the boat is being tossed around. And it doesn't say that the disciples were necessarily terrified of the waves. They were fishermen. They were able to do these things. Elsewhere, when the water starts to come in the boat and they start to sink, then they freak out. But they know what they're doing. They're in the middle of the night, probably fishing. And Jesus comes and he says, don't be afraid. It's, it's me. It's me. It's Jesus. Don't be afraid. I'm not a ghost. I'm not here to hurt you. And then Peter says, well, if it is you, Jesus, make me get out of the boat. If it is you, call me toward you. And he says, come on. Come on, get out of the boat. Because see, what the disciples are doing are staying in their regular routine. They're following Jesus around. They're used to it by now. They fed all these people. They were with Jesus. And he said, y'all go down. I'll dismiss the crowd. Just go to the other side of the lake, the Sea of Galilee, and I'll meet you there. They do this every day. They're fishermen. They know how to drive a boat or sail a boat, I guess. They know how to cast a net. They know how to weather the storm. They know what they're doing. And yet there's something a little bit more that St. Peter is desiring. Lord, if it's you, call me out of the boat. Call me out of this mundane day-to-day -day life. Peter's been in a boat probably thousands of times, but I bet you that he's never walked on water before. Jesus, call me out. And Jesus says, okay, come. Come to me. It's okay. Get out of the boat. See, sometimes we have to get out of our day-to-day -day routine. Sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone. Even if it's something good that we're doing, we have to step out of the boat every now and then to continue to run to the Lord and be fed by what it is He has to provide for us. Because He knows that on our own, we're going to mess things up. We need grace. We need the Lord's providence. We need this goodness that the good Father provides to us, that Jesus the Son will feed us with His body, His blood, His soul, His divinity. We need the Holy Spirit who enlivens us. But we have to get out of the boat first. So for those of you who are returning to Christ the King for maybe the sixth trillionth time, welcome back. For those of you who are here for the very first time, welcome I know you've heard it from every professor, orientation leader, sorority, fraternity, and everybody else you've encountered, but we are so excited that you're here. We really are happy that you are here, home at Christ the King. But I ask you this same question, what are you doing here? What are you seeking? What do you want from the Lord? I don't care what the answer is, as long as it's honest, the Lord can provide it for you. But first you have to get out of the boat. In what ways will you get out of the boat? Step out of that mundane, day-to-day, -day, rigorous style of going to bed, waking up, class, going to bed, waking up, class, maybe some work here and there, hanging out with friends. It's okay to experience that and to go with the ebb and flow of day-to-day -day life, but the Lord still calls us sometimes to step out of the boat to try something new. And I have good news for you that we have many new things here for you to experience and to become part of at Christ the King, which we'll get into in just a moment. But we have to be willing to take a risk. If we don't take a risk, then nothing is ever going to happen in our lives. We'll just stay in the ebb and flow, the mundane things, and that's okay. The Lord is still in the mundane. He's in those soft, still whispers, not just in the big, gigantic flashes of light and the earthquakes and the fire. He's in all of those things, but He speaks to us in the silence. He says, it's good that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. But what does your heart seek? What do you thirst for? What are you yearning for? Elijah, what brings you to this mountain? What are you doing here? Good, encounter me, but go back. 
Peter, step out of the boat. Do something new. Do something really insane. Walk on water towards me. But go back. I'll come with you. The waves are going to die down. The wind is going to stop. The storm will disappear. But you have to go back. But Father, if I take a risk like St. Peter, I might start sinking just like he did. Yeah, we can't skip over that detail. But notice what happens. Peter takes his eyes off of the Lord. He looks at the wind and the waves and sees how terrifying it actually is when you're walking on water. And he starts to sink. And he says three words, Lord, save me. Jesus, catch me. Lord, hold me. And I love how St. Matthew puts in this one singular word that changes the whole scope of what's happening. He doesn't say that, Saint, that, that Jesus just stepped back and said, Peter, you were the one who wanted this to happen. You figure it out. Sink or swim, buddy. No, you told me to call you out of the boat, so you figure it out. You're the one sinking. You're the one doubting. No, St. Matthew says immediately Jesus reached out his hand, pulled him out, and brought him back to the boat. But that would not have happened. He would not know the Lord's providence. He would not know the saving power of Jesus Christ had he not stepped out of the boat. Had he not taken a risk, had he not gotten out of his comfort zone, the mundane day-to-day, we have to get out of the boat sometimes. And so as your pastor, I invite you to get out of the boat. Dedicate yourself wholeheartedly to what the Lord is asking of you, whether student, professor, family life, whatever it is, but also be willing to listen to that still, soft whisper which says, why are you here? What brings you to me? Whatever your answer is, the Lord can respond, and he will respond. He seeks to have that gift of your heart to transform and to fulfill you, to bless and to strengthen you so that he can send you back. Good, you're here, but go back. Lord, you don't know what going back to means. That's terrifying out there. No, go back. Lord, it's scary out there. I just want to stay with you here. Go back. Get back in the boat. After you encounter the Lord, after he saves you and pulls you out, dusts you off and says, it's okay, let's keep going. Whatever the Lord desires of you this year, this month, this week even, be willing to take a risk and step out of the boat. There is so much going on here at Christ the King for you to encounter the Lord. Maybe you feel like you're drowning because for a freshman, it's like drinking from a fire hose with all these different things coming at you. But the Lord is still here in that stillness and in that silence. So whether it's just come and hang out in our activity center, the coffee shop, just to rest a little bit, the Lord is here. Step out of the boat. Whether he calls you to minister as a lector, as an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, as an usher, a greeter, the simple but important things, The Lord is here to encounter you. Step out of the boat. Maybe he wants you to take a little step further and get involved with a small group, a formation group, to encounter him in a new way. He's there for you. Step out of the boat. We have many, many Bible studies going on here to where we can listen to the scriptures and feed from the other fruits and the wisdom and insights of our brothers and sisters to be able to internalize and listen to the voice of God, to hear him call us again, get out of the boat. I invite you to take a moment and just to ask that question, Lord, what am I doing here? What am I actually seeking? What do I want? Whatever it is, call me out of the boat, Jesus. Give me that boldness 
that strength, that dedication to come towards you, to not be afraid, to keep my gaze fixed on you, and to finally wholeheartedly step out of my boat. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit www.ctklsu.org.